This hasn't happened since the War of 1812, when the British stormed Washington, D.C. It's obvious this was coming. Donald Trump promised this day was coming. He was, he and his golf caddy, Dan Scavino, were putting out videos saying it was going to be wild. January 6th was going to be wild. We were warned that January 6th was going to be a dangerous day, not just in social media, not just in the media, but in our lives. People would come up to me and ask, what do you think is going to happen on January the 6th? Well, what happened was... The Capitol Hill police weren't ready. The D.C. police weren't ready. The National Guard wasn't ready. Nobody was ready. Or was it okay because they are white? I just have to ask. Oh, my God. Oh, please. Please. Because please. No, I don't no, think no. this would have happened with Black Lives Matters protesters. Let me tell you something. We don't have to even go there. If these insurrectionists were black, they would have been shot in the face. And my God, if these insurrectionists were Muslim, they would have been sniped from the top of buildings. So I want to know from the Capitol Hill police, what, what, what is it? Is it just white people or is it Donald Trump supporters? Why do you scream at people for walking across the street three blocks away from the Capitol? Why are you known as badasses around the Capitol? But then Trump supporters come in and you open the fucking doors for them. You open the doors for them and let them breach the people's house. What is wrong with you? I also want to know, are we a nation of laws? Are we a nation of one man? Donald J. Trump called for the insurrection against the United States of America. He called for it. Rudy Giuliani called for combat justice just an hour or two before this happened. Donald Trump Jr said, we are coming for you. That's insurrection against the United States of America. And if Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, and Donald Trump are not arrested today for insurrection and taken to jail and booked, and if the Capitol Hill police do not go through every video and look at the face of every person that invaded our capital. And if they are not arrested and brought to justice today, then we are no longer a nation of laws. And we only tell people they can do this again. And guess what? This is what I've been saying about Oregon, for about Portland for months, for months. If you put out a curfew, if you have laws, you either follow them or anarchy follows and you encourage more anarchy. Welcome to unfiltered with bobby and luke it is saturday january 9th luke that was a powerful powerful reaction to what happened to the nation's capital on wednesday i could not have said it better myself um exactly again what what happened on wednesday was a national travesty and investigations must be held People must be brought to account, including those who basically lit the lit the flame. And we we have we we have a reckoning that needs to happen in this country, and it needs to happen right now. You know, and it's just not the people, Luke. It's just not the you know the thousands that were at the Capitol. It's you know this has been brewing on social media for four years now yeah and you know kudos 
to the social media platforms that finally reached around their back and, and, and realized that they do have a spine. So, you know, Jack Dorsey kicking Trump off, Mark Zuckerberg kicking Trump off, TikTok kicking Trump off, and the other platforms that decided once Twitter crossed the line and, and, and you know, deleted, you know, Trump's account, you know, but, you know, like we said, you know, before we started recording, you know, I said, you know, I sent an email to Jack Dorsey myself. I've sent yeah. emails and we've had various conversations over the last several years. And I simply said, Jack, you know, when the house is already on fucking fire, you can't decide now is the time to take away the gas and matches. And his right. simple response was, it's a start. Yeah. Yeah, it's a start. Uh, it's a start. Uh, it, <laughs> there is there is so much, you know, you know, Trump is just the loudest, the loudest voice, but social media is rampant with, you know, Q, Proud Boys, uh, you know, other just blatantly, uh, you know, nakedly racist, fascist. I don't even like to use the term nationalist because it get it's I I think that is almost putting uh, you know a sugar coating on it. They love their country so much. No, they love people that look and sound and act and believe and pray and think like them. That's full stop. You know, um, and there's so much of that vitriol on social media right now that yeah, Jack, Mark, other tech folks. <laughs> congratulations congratulations right. four years later you finally grew a set and and tossed the ringleader off but uh there's a long way to go a long right, way to right. go and social media ceos and executives and the platforms themselves aren't the only ones that have decided you know what there's not much time left in and trump's presidency we're going to take a stand you had Betsy DeVos, you know, oh, stepping Jesus. down. You had Mitch McConnell's wife stepping down. You've had other aides stepping down. You know, where was this reaction when, you know, they were they were fucking kidnapping kids at the border and putting them in cages and separating them from families? Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, you know, it's just kind of comical that these people are now, you know, they have a moral compass. And at the end of the day, they're just really looking at, you know, their future, you know, they're trying to distance oh, yeah. themselves. They, you know, they want to act like they didn't, you know, like Ben Sass, for example, look at mm -hmm. his voting record. He has voted with Trump these last four years. And now all of a sudden he, you know, he's for uh, the 25th amendment. Yeah. Yeah. I saw his comments that uh, he would have to take, you know, the, the house has drafted an article of impeachment it will be presented on the floor on Monday. And uh, Senator Sass bravely said that this time around, he would have to, uh, you know, take a look at that and really uh, put some thought and consideration into it. Well, <laughs> congratulations, Ben. You know, it's all of these folks have basically, you know, rode this, you know, rode this gravy train for as far as they could. And then at the last possible moment, are 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 jumping out, you know, right. are, are jumping right. ship. Like no, you don't you don't get you don't get brownie points because you waited until the capital of the United States was overran by rabid Trump supporters to you know now you gr you grow a spine no no you don't get points for that each and every one of these people from Lindsey Graham to Mitch McConnell yes Senator Sass uh and, and the the dozens of um, you know previous Trump alkalites that are now all of a sudden you know Bill Barr put out a, a heartfelt sentiment you know statement about you know how this is not America and whatnot mm -hmm. oh Right, Mr. Barr, where was that back when you buried the Mueller report? Right. You know, it is openly accepting help from a foreign adversary to win a presidential election. That's okay. 
but this is too far now. You know, like you said, you know, kids in cages, the Muslim band, the trans band in the military. It goes, you know, Betsy DeVos just utterly gutting the education department. Yeah, it goes on and on and on. And all of those things were okay. They were okay because my God, we don't want to upset the Trump base. Well, here is the Trump base, you know, and for those on social media that have had the audacity to try to say, well, it's not all Republicans. You know, what was represented on Wednesday is a tiny, not even percent of the Republican, you know, base. No, 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 no. You don't get to play that card because if you have sat back these four past four years and condoned Trump's hate speech and behavior, you know, you may not have been one of the people storming the Capitol, but you are complicit. You know, you are part of that. You are at least willing to to turn a blind eye on the behavior because you like your tax cuts, you like your 401k, uh, you like, you know, whatever policy it is. Hell, you may have even been a fan of, uh, you know, Trump's attempt to, to limit immigration and whatnot. Whatever reasoning you had in your mind for supporting this man, you, you are responsible, just as responsible as the people who actually broke the windows in the Capitol on Wednesday. Right. And let's be clear too. the social media platforms. Their first step was temporarily suspending his account. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is supposedly on January 17th, there's going to be a second round at right. the nation's capital. Yep. And yep. then that's when they disabled, you know, not delete. Cause you still go, if you go to real Donald Trump on Twitter, it still shows his account and his 88 million followers, 30 of which are bots and, you know, all that, but they don't show any of his, you know, his current tweets. So, yeah, um, yeah, you know, round two, you know, um, and, and as more information came out these last few days, you know, there were senators in the House and the Senate on both sides that had been in constant communication with the D.C. police and the FBI. Yes. Worried about something like this happening. And Uh they were told multiple times that they had it under control. Well, as video has shown, nobody had anything under control. We had the police at the Capitol just simply opening the doors. So then once we, Mm -hmm. you know, once we're seeing that, then we're like, well, are these Trump supporters? Well, then, you know, investigations happened. And so far during the, you know, in-person investigation, everybody said, no, we're not Trump supporters. But then you easily and they have easily FBI included gone to several social media profiles. A lot of these guys, QAnon supporters, obviously Trump supporters. So they just basically kind of give, you know, the uh, insurrectionists keys to the kingdom, just opening up the doors. Yeah. And I was so very proud of our president elect in his comments yesterday. He called those uh, guilty, you know, Capitol police officers out. He called them out. The ones who opened the doors, the one who gave directions to offices, the ones who posed for selfies, Joe Biden called these officers out. And that gives me a bit of, reassurance that there will definitely be accountability. I know the head of the Capitol Police has already resigned. The House Sergeant at Arms has already resigned. Um, I believe that the Senate uh, uh, Sergeant at Arms has resigned or will be resigning. Or if he doesn't, Chuck Schumer has already said the moment that he becomes majority leader, he will be fired. Uh, And this will take a top-down uh, investigation. The the previous head of the Capitol Police said that she th- this you know this was easily preventable had they 
you know, staffed up and taken the support that was being offered to them. The Republican governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan, uh, went on TV and said, I had been asked for help and I was ready and willing to send the M Maryland National Guard and the Maryland State Police to support. And we were flat out told, no, we got it. We don't need that. Right. So there, there needs to be a look at every single person who was involved in that decision making, making, uh, you know, and a, a deep, deep dive into if they're, uh, behavior was not just negligent, but possibly even criminal. Oh yeah, and and there's also uh, part of the investigation is is supposedly right. Mm -hmm. They knew exactly where the offices were. Like yeah. they watched video from start to finish. People mm -hmm. entering and going to specific offices mm -hmm. as if they had been there. A thousand times before yeah so yeah. very interesting on 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 that respect now the follow-up here right yeah it doesn't sound like pence is for the 25th amendment Correct. but it sounds like the house is quickly moving to put articles of impeachment on the on the floor and by some reports they could actually vote as early as next friday yeah yeah absolutely and for anybody who is saying who's sitting out there saying, you know, what is the point of impeaching this man a second time, especially if it doesn't go anywhere in the Senate? Well, hold on a second, because yep. Yep. we do have several senators now on record saying that they would now consider, uh, you know, Republican senators, because obviously we'll have the Democratic senators, but several Republican senators now saying that they would consider uh, you know, possibly voting for conviction. And if Donald Trump is convicted, that means that he can never run for office, for federal office in the United States ever again. So his little teasing a 2024 run would be over. Exactly. It also means that he would lose his lifetime protection from the Secret Service. Yep. He would lose his uh, $20,000 a year plus pension for the rest of his life. And he would also lose his um, former president $1 million per year travel allowance. All of that that is typically paid for for our former presidents by the American taxpayer. None of that would be available to him any longer. And if there's anyone in the history of the presidency that does not deserve a single penny from the American taxpayer, it is this just despicable human being. So what's, what's your gut tell you? I mean, are they going to make this happen? Um, you know, some reports, you know, reporters actually will say, well, there's not enough time. Other reporters are saying, oh, there's plenty of time. And even if they don't get it done, right. You know, there's people that want Trump out now. Um, right. But, you know, even if, you know, he's impeached when he leaves, uh, you know, like you said, you just laid out all everything that would be taken, especially not being able to run in 2024 or any time in the future. Yeah, I think that's really the the quintessential thing uh, right. is to rip his ability uh, out from under him to look whether he's going to actually run again in 2024 or not. You know who knows, but at least it would completely remove that from the table and diminish his power in the Republican Party. Right. Time-wise, so right, we get a vote in the House by Friday that gets us up to the fifteenth. Right, the next, you know, the Wednesday following that is inauguration day. So that would mean that, in all practical purposes, the Senate trial would be happening under. Joe Biden as president um, right. and Kamala as the Kamala as the president of the Senate and Chuck Schumer as the majority leader in the Senate. So the question then comes from the left is, do we want the first weeks of the Biden presidency to be basically this? 
you know, that, right. that, that, that would be it, you know, the, the Senate, when they take on a trial like this now, and they've shown like they did in the first trial, they can move very quickly <laughs> through mm -hmm. a, a trial. Uh, they've also shown in confirmation of our newest Supreme court justice that the, the Senate can move quickly when they want to. Yeah. Um, but you know, Chuck, I think is going to have to uh, take a real hard look uh, if he has the votes, because it does. Uh, this is one that you cannot uh, reject or uh, you know overturn the filibuster for. You do have to have a two-thirds majority to convict a president. There's no way around that. We have 50, well, 51 votes counting Kamala. Um, so Chuck would have to take a real hard look and see, do we have the votes? Do we potentially have the votes? Um, because we know... We, we, we sure as hell know that at least eight Republicans, uh, eight Republicans, excuse me, the eight Republicans that uh, still, even after all of this was done, they still went along with uh, supporting uh, the, uh, the overturning of the election. Those would be Senator Cruz, Senator Hawley, Senator Kennedy, Senator Hyde-Smith, Senator Marshall, Senator Scott, Senator Loomis and Senator Tuberville, all eight of them, all eight of them, Senator Marshall from Kansas and Senator Tuberville from Alabama that really get under my skin. Senator Hawley also from Missouri, mm. uh, you know, and then of course there's Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz has shown himself to be the, I mean, the, the Donald Trump, I mean, like I mentioned on the last <laughs> podcast, Donald Trump, you know, he said horrible things about his wife and his father. And then he still, you know, he's such a sniveling little mouse of a man that he's still cozied up to Trump. So Senator Cruz, go fuck yourself, whatever. Right. Uh, right. Senator Hawley also, uh, you know, go fuck yourself. He's, he's a, a big piece of, of shit. He's a big piece of shit. And we're going to talk about his book deal that he lost. Boo hoo. In just a minute. But, Fuck you know, you. so so we know we have these eight senators that are, are not going to vote against Trump, even if Trump is, you know, fucking their spouse in front of them. You know, they're they're not right. going to vote, you know, but right. can we get the Ben Sasses of the world, the Lisa Markowski's, the Suzanne Collins, you know, I don't know how far did Lindsey Graham, uh, uh, where, where's his head out at? I really enjoyed, did you see the, uh, the coverage of him trying to get to his uh, plane in uh, Reagan National Airport? No. And, uh, the, the, the Trump supporters are just screaming at him. I mean, he has literally got a halo of of security around him and then surrounding that is this mob of trump supporters calling him a traitor saying he should be hung saying he's the you know he knows he knows the truth that this was stolen from trump and you know he's despicable like has has senator graham had enough truly so so i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see i'm chuck schumer is a very savvy politician he'll know if he has the votes or not and my assumption would be if he doesn't have the votes um you know th this will be i mean they have to take it up if, right. if the if it's passed in the house they have to take it up but he could very quickly dispatch of this uh mainly just so joe biden can get on with the business of the first hundred days of his presidency which he has very big plans for so right, right. You, you know, know but they you do know, have see. you know there's been what five deaths yeah Maybe, you know capitol police officer that uh, that one know, can i just say say something real quick about that sure. one i mean sure. all of the deaths are are tragic okay mm -hmm. they're they're all it, it's 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 very sad that anybody lost their life during this but that capitol police officer you know if these reports hold up he was essentially bludgeoned to death by, or the, he didn't die on the scene, but the wounds, the, the, the damage inflicted upon him, the harm inflicted upon him by blunt force bludgeoning, uh, whether it was from a fire extinguisher or a bat or another object, uh, you know, we're still getting the details on it. I mean, what? just think of that. That th yeah. this is a police officer laying there in there with their shield showing clearly identifiable as a police officer. 
And this mob is literally beating the life out of him. Where are the Blue Lives Matter people? Okay. Right. Where where right. where are the you know the, you know we we support cops. Where the where the hell are those people right now? Yep. You know we stand up for the black and blue. Like what? Where are you? Yeah. Because well, but look, these one were of white people. These were fucking white people. If this was I Black mean, Lives Matter, holy oh shit! God. Just like oh my god, you know, that sound clip from Morning uh, Joe. Mickey yeah. Simple, yeah. Of, you know. It's, it's oh it, we we and what Joe said there we don't even have to we don't even have to waste our breath on it because we fucking know we saw over the summer how yep. fortified the, the capital became you know just because there were protests we also saw over the summer how easily the federal government when they want to can clear a space because right. when Donald Trump wanted his fucking photo op it took them a matter of minutes to clear the space for him to come in and do it. Right. You know, where were the rubber bullets? You know, yeah, what, you know, what tear gas? Where was the tear gas? You know, it, it just is. Yeah, it, it is. Yes, it's yes. Yes. They were white. That is, period. Full stop. Yep. And if anybody is still confused about what white privilege is or what white privilege means, if anybody is still confused by that, look at this. Yeah. That is fucking white privilege. That motherfucker that had his little face sticking through the 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 busted out window of the house chamber door with a yes. gun pointed to his face. That that is the picture of white privilege right there. Having yeah. a gun in your face while you are trying to trespass in a federal building and just still sitting there smiling. That's white privilege. And in this whole thing is just it is pure and simple a sign just like the color of all eight of these senators that are still firmly in support of donald trump you know yes, we, we have a big problem you know obviously we're going to see what happens with the impeachments and you know and all that stuff but do you think that this is going to secure those you know those eight senators that still are sticking with trump because of his base, right? You yeah. know, is that going to give them political capital? Because there's several of them that aspire uh, to run for president in 2024. Do you think that's going to, th that capital will hold up four years from now? I don't think so. If there's one thing that we have, have learned in Trump land that, um, you know, you, you turn around, you know, th these people are goldfish really. Um, we are not. We are not. I don't think that our side, our voters, and hopefully people who identify as Republican out there in the electorate, but are finally saying enough is enough after this, hopefully they will remember this. Um, and these monsters will, you know, their, their presidential runs will be over before it begins. Now, the, in the meantime, the question is what to do, especially with Senator Cruz and Senator Hawley, because I would mm -hmm. say the two of them are just as responsible for inciting this riot as Trump and Junior uh, and Giuliani themselves. Yeah. Both of them, you know, people are saying, uh, you know, and Joe Biden being Biden said, you know, they'll get beat, you know, when they run for reelection. Well, the problem is both of them uh, are not up for reelection for another four years. You know, right. they they will both be up for reelection in the next presidential. So I, I, that, you know, do we do we literally just let them stay in the Senate? Does McConnell uh, really show some backbone and strip them of committee assignments or, or, or what what comes of these these despicable, despicable seditionists? Uh, you know, over the next four years, because sure, there can be a vote and they can get censure and yada, 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 whatever, you know, I would say all of those things will also just, I mean, they, they play the victim card so fucking well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, speaking of which, I guess this is a good time to get into poor Senator Hawley. You know, I, I you know, five, five people died Okay, as the result of Wednesday, and he hasn't had a single thing to say about that. What did he have something to take to Twitter to bitch about? 
that Simon Schuster pulled his book deal and right. how this is cancel culture and how you know his first amendment right is being taken away from him no no and this is also this goes right in lockstep with twitter shutting down donald trump private companies can do whatever the fuck they want to do the first amendment only applies to the government the first amendment does not mean that simon schuster has to let him public publish his book that's right. not what the first amendment is all about because you know what josh holly go out there and i know people who have self-published books and i am sure there are some batshit crazy right-wing publishers who would be more than happy to publish your book go find another outlet to publish your trash right. go for it okay and you know donald trump i'm sure is already on parlor or wherever the fuck the scum of the earth go to to talk online these days and you know so be it private well, company is another one you mentioned parlor google shut down parlor in the app store so you can't download it did anymore. they really all right yep. good yep news to me that's fantastic yeah i'm not sure what apple's done on the ios side but uh i got notification that google did shut that down yesterday morning i believe it was great 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 i mean i, I that does make me that you know we we have to to keep moving forward and i guess this would be a good question or a good time uh for me to ask you bobby i wanted to you know for me and for our listeners get a little bit more on this whole section 230 which as uh -huh. i understand it is the shield for tech companies that if somebody publishes something or if somebody puts something posts something that the company themselves cannot be held liable so meaning that you know it can be argued that all of these um all of these platforms twitter facebook parlor are responsible for communicating the information that led to this riot on on wednesday but 230 says that the companies themselves can't be held reliable and i i i ask this because this is oddly aligns Trump and Biden because Biden has also made overtures that he would like to see 230 revoked. So can you give me a little more, give us a little bit more insight into this? Yeah. So back in the nineties, when 230 was actually designed, drawn up and, and passed, you got to remember all these companies were in their infancy, you know? Right. right. Um, actually, you know, there wasn't Facebook yet. Uh, there wasn't um, all these social media platforms. Right. Um, and, you know, honestly, when they did it, they were, you know, looking at big companies, but also protections for small companies. And so 230 really needs to be overhauled. I don't think, you know, taking small, small companies in, in, into consideration, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, they've got more lawyers than... Then they do, you know, accountants or, you know, account managers and, you know, they've got, you know, literally, I think they've got a, a, a legal force altogether around the globe of over 1200 attorneys. And, you know, so they can continue to fight, you know, any, you know, any litigation, you know, the stuff from, you know, the FCC that's come up in these states and everything, they got the money to fight that for years. And, you know, so at the end of the day, 230 really should have been overhauled and updated years ago. You know, the umbrella that that does protect these companies, if if you take it away, there's there's a lot to 230 for small businesses as far as protections go. But as far mm -hmm. as these big companies, you know, this is a great example of what happened on Wednesday you know, and then looking at the timeline of the last four years, you know, to sit back and and to see a platform like a Facebook, like a Twitter, that has really been the megaphone of all this. And then mm -hmm. to see the result at the state capitol, five deaths, you know, round two, maybe coming on the 17th or the 19th or, you know, whatever the case. But these social media platforms just don't share photos anymore. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they allow QAnon groups and conspiracy theory groups to to boost 
all these all this bullshit information and like MIT just came out with a great article a few days ago that basically explained to to the layperson someone that just uses social media for what it's supposed to be used for it explains how conspiracy theories spread you know 10 20 times faster than the truth and you know now these guys need to be held accountable and the way 230 is currently structured there there's a lot of what do you want to call it there's there's basically safety net for these big companies and the part that specifically discusses this safety net needs to be completely overhauled so that if if Luke if you were to get on Twitter and you start mm -hmm. you know pushing conspiracy theories and someone ends up dying or mm -hmm. you you know whatever you know whatever the case you know conspiracy mm -hmm. theories you, you people start believing it and then they're pushing it and they're fuck you fuck this the government ain't shit <laughs> you know all this you know all this well Twitter and Facebook need to be held accountable for allowing that to happen and you know yeah. they say well we can't manage all you know every post yes you can yes they can the yeah. artificial yeah. intelligence now could you know could take care of all this in a fell swoop you know qanon groups could be automatically disabled and you know and that's not an, an infringement on you know free speech people got to remember yes you're protected under you know, under that, but if your speech hurts other people, then right. you know, then you know, protection goes away. And you know, and yet all this stuff gets gets boosted, gets posted, retweeted, you know, liked and loved and you know, clapped at and laughed at. And you know, these guys just need to be held accountable for it. And I believe under Biden's administration that now that we've got the White House, we've got the Senate, and and we've got the you know uh the house you, mm -hmm. you know but the people that are included in the restructuring need to understand the technology you can't just have right. someone who's in charge of something that don't really understand it put something together and get it passed and cuz these tech companies are very 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 smart and they'll right. find loopholes right. and that's the biggest thing is whatever is stated they need to get consultants included in this so that there's no loopholes allowing the shit to continue. So, you know, there's a lot of umbrella, a lot of safety net right now for these guys. And I'm not saying that 230 should completely go away because then that's going to hurt, a, you know, a lot of the small businesses that, sure. uh, you know, there's a lot of verbiage in there to protect them. But specifically mm -hmm. for these large, you know, like the Facebooks now, you know, Facebook yeah. started on, you know, the Harvard campus and now it's, it's global. They got 3 billion users daily and, you know, they just need, you know, and it should have been done starting really 10, 12, 15 years ago. Yeah. If I, and if I can just make a quick side uh, comment to that, uh, Yes, the, the tech platforms oft like to say, well, we can't monitor every post. Well, you know, my other half, who believe it or not, is the more uh, outspoken of the two of us, um, <laughs> he, he, he has quite a love of the Twitter, and uh, he has been known to say some pretty incendiary things on Twitter. And one time he made some not-so-fantastic, uh, not-so-kind comments about uh the uh, first lady, uh, current first lady, and, and her, her uh, uh, it was around that whole nonsense about hating Christmas and this and that. And wouldn't you know it, he got, he got suspended for a day. So, you know, yeah. if, if they can find my partner's comment, who has maybe a, a few hundred followers, and, and block that post and suspend him for a day, I think think they can find these white supremacists i i'm right. just right. That, and it could just be automatically like an artificial intelligence could be set up with you know the right algorithms as soon as it's posted it's actually can be previewed by ai before it even hits the platform it can mm -hmm. be read you mm -hmm. could write a fucking book 
and and then and then hit post and AI could read that entire book and then decide boom okay that's okay or you know it's QAnon shit or white supremacy shit and it's not even going to hit the platform you could sit there yeah. and, and copy and paste and hit you know post 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 and it's going to catch every single one of them so I don't ever want to hear Mark Zuckerberg say well we can't monitor everything cuz that's bullshit yeah absolutely Absolutely. So I, I, you know, we, we need to touch on COVID uh, just briefly. Yes. Um, you know, it is my God, it is a, uh, I mean, it is a wildfire that is burning out of control as I've stated in the past. Uh, and I'll state again here in Los Angeles, we are literally the epicenter of the virus right now it is you know just absolutely out of control here they, they have officially started using the overflow uh, morgues so those refrigerated trailers and it does not show any signs of getting any better anytime soon here in los angeles county we are barely at 40 percent of phase 1a tier one vaccination rollout mm. um and you know joe biden had some really interesting comments on vaccination rollout yesterday which basically he said the first thing he's going to do is order the cdc to just open the fucking floodgates yeah. and that you know if if these hospitals and these other facilities have vaccines just sitting there in the freezer and no one's coming to get them start putting that news out to the public uh that you can come and get your vaccine it is basically what they are doing in israel right now that there are these facilities have hours during the day that you know are for the people that are you know in 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 the order you know in that tier 1a but i believe if it for three o'clock or four o'clock in the afternoon rolls around and they have x amount of vaccines still available to distribute uh, basically anyone can be online and go in and get that vaccine uh, Biden also suggested uh, Biden also suggested mobilizing either the National Guard or FEMA, much like we would do during any other natural emergency. Because if this mm -hmm. isn't an, a natural emergency, I, I don't know what the hell is. Right? Um, well, they should know. have done this. Right? Common sense, you know. Yeah. The the uh, task force said we're going to have twenty million inoculated by the end of December. 50 million by the end of January. And as of this morning, that number sits at 6.7 million. Yeah. There is a really great story about a hospital up in uh, Northern California. Uh, I forget the exact city. Uh, forgive me. But, you know, uh, you can just Google hospital Northern California COVID vaccine. Basically, the, uh, the one of their freezers failed. And they realized that they had hundreds of doses of the Moderna vaccine that they had literally two, maybe three hours until they would be rendered useless. And so they basically just put out, just started putting out word to the community, come one, come all mm. uh, and get your, you know, and we will keep giving people the vaccine until we run out mm -hmm. and they did it like in a matter of less than three hours they uh and gave i think somewhere around 200 250 people their first dose of the vaccine and not a single dose was wasted that's what i'm so it's about, you know? it's it's an it's an example of what could be done they're there. The vaccines are there. They're sitting right. in freezers waiting for arms to be put into. So whether it's, you know, activating FEMA, the National Guard, whatever the case is, uh, you know, we need to start really hitting the accelerator on these vaccines because it's the only way. Oh, and can I also say that it is now looking like the vaccine is 
uh, effective towards these uh, mutated versions of the vaccine, that it does look like it is offering protection against those uh, mutations of the vaccine as well. So, you know, I, I just, I mean, if this can be done on January 20th, why can't somebody in the government just do it now? and right. get start getting these vaccines into people's arms um you know because we just we it's the only way it is the only way i see us getting out of this we have been in on in essentially in some form of lockdown in one way shape or a, or another here in southern california since this all started back in the middle of march mm. and we have more cases now uh, per day than we've ever had at any point during the virus. The now, do you think that does, you know, that, yeah. you know, LA is a hotspot now because of people not following and doing what they're supposed to be doing? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, you know, it was even back during Thanksgiving, you know, the plea, the absolute plea to people was do not travel. And then the plea was, well, if you do travel, whether you travel by air or you simply go over to somebody else's household where there are mixed households at your Thanksgiving, please, for the love of God, for at least the next 10 days afterwards, do not leave your house. Nobody did that. Are you kidding me? I... I, I I, I can, you know, one of our buddies from high school, hey, Jared, uh, was asking me yesterday why I think the, the surge is so bad in L.A. And I, I put my finger Jared right Smart? on that. Mr. Jared Smart? No, Jared, Jared Cotel. Hey, Cotel, yeah. what's cracking, motherfucker? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I put my finger right on that. I, I said that, you know, if, if there's one stereotype that holds absolutely true for La Los Angelinos, it's that they are very self-absorbed um, <laughs> and they do what they want. They do what they want. And so, you know, that was the Thanksgiving surge, which I mentioned, I think, on the last pod, the director of public health here, Barbara Ferrer, Dr. Ferrer, has said that we are still in the, thanks the Thanksgiving surge. The Christmas uh, holiday, you know, excuse, holiday week surge, we will not start seeing that probably till next week and even the week after that and the, in the following weeks after that. Right. So, you know, the same public health guidance was given during the, uh, the, the winter holiday uh, week, uh, weeks. If you're going to travel, please stay at home for at least the next 10 days when you get home. Right. I do not think I do not think that people heeded that. Uh, I think it's particularly bad right now also because we re it's astounding to me. But while we were closing down outdoor dining, we were opening retail fully back up. And so even enclosed malls um, mm. are open right now. And I understand it's the holiday season and retail needs to make its money and whatnot, but it wasn't just the big box retailers. It was everything. All right. retail was allowed to reopen. So imagine that you go on a, a plane for Thanksgiving and you get back and, you know, whether you're feeling fine or not, you got to go hit up the mall to do some, some holiday shopping and you're walking around unbeknownst to you. Uh, you're spreading this, you know, around from, from, from person to person to person to person. And then we, we also are seeing stories every, it seems like every day or every other day on the news, there's a story of another bar that got busted for allowing patrons to be in, um, you know, bars have been closed in LA since March, you know, they reopened very briefly over the summer and then were almost immediately shut back down. Um, but there's been story after story of that, those, you know, kind of things happening. And it's just that people, not enough people are, are doing what they're supposed to do to stop the spread. Right. You also have causing all these, you know, these delayed shutdowns, these additional shutdowns, you know, yeah. they announced here in Colorado, Hey, our numbers have come down for, I think it was three or four days straight. And so they decided to bump, you know, 
go to the next level down instead of being at a higher level. And it's like, you know, in the beginning, you know, they were saying average, two-week average, three-week average. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we do three or four days, numbers are down. Well, you know, let's open shit back up. And, you know, and now, you know, cases, you know, there's more cases and. Yeah, it it is. It is. We also have. uh, Speaking of protests, we also have a continuation of if you remember a few weeks back, I told you about my uh, experience facing a maskless protest at the grocery store. Yeah, they they continue. They continue. Uh, They Mm -hmm. uh, hit. Uh, another couple of locations of that for whatever reason, I'm just going to say it Ralph's. I don't know what you have done to the people of LA, but they are targeting Ralph's grocery stores. <laughs> and so they've, they've hit, they've hit a couple more Ralph's and they also hit. So century city uh, for, for those of you unfamiliar with LA century city is where people that live in Beverly Hills go when they want to feel fancy. Like it is, <laughs> it is the, like the, the rich of the rich in LA. It's this tiny little enclave in, in right near Beverly Hills. Uh, but it has the Century City Mall, which is, I think, probably one of the fanciest malls I have ever seen in my entire life. And the, this maskless protest took to the halls of the Century City Mall and uh, even stopped to do some coordinated dancing to YMCA in the middle of the mall without their masks on. So, you know, I'll give them this. They're being creative about it. They seem to be having a good time, but unfortunately, uh, they're doing it. They're having a good time spreading the virus. And they all, you know, to a person still are saying the same conspiracy theory bullshit that you get off of the internet, that it's all a hoax, biggest hoax ever perpetrated on the American people. It doesn't exist. That the vaccine is just a tracker that the government is putting inside of your body. So mm. they can start, you know, yeah, just the you most know, it ridiculous seems like all the data yeah. leads back to Bill Gates for some reason. It doesn't matter who, who it is, who, who starts the conspiracy theory, but no matter who's stating about the vaccine, uh, tracking people it seems like all the data is going back to bill gates is it's common yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've 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 even heard some of my more uh right-leaning uh associates uh try to blame uh, george soros in some way shape or form uh it's just the the conspiracy theories are just breathtaking and the seemingly intelligent people that buy into them is just jaw-dropping. I, I don't know how you can fancy yourself a intelligent man or woman of the world and, and buy into this stuff. I, I just, it, it boggles the mind. It boggles right. the mind, Bobby. It boggles yep. the mind. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I just quickly wanted to, to mention, you know, shout out to Seward Memorial Healthcare Systems, because it sounds like they are actually doing a fantastic job moving through the vaccines uh, that have been allocated to them. Uh, Unfortunately, that is not the case in other even more rural areas of uh, the United States. We have stories, uh, here's one from the Washington Post about a doctor in Michigan who is putting hundreds of uh, miles on his uh, on his little uh, Honda here, uh, crisscrossing the state, delivering vaccines uh, himself because there is no centralized distribution system, you know? So these more rural healthcare systems are, some of them are still waiting for their vaccines to get to them because again, this goes back to a failure of national government that there was no coordinated distribution effort. And also, if you remember from a few podcasts ago, we talked about this, the money for states, the money to support states, a large amount of that money was supposed to be to help with exactly this, the distribution of the vaccines. Right. That money was not, was was left out, was greatly reduced in the package that was ultimately passed. So, you know, this new Congress will have an opportunity to allocate more money into states and that will get out eventually. But Time is ticking. Every minute is another life, you know, and, and dozens of infections. 
time is of the essence. That's why I'm like, I'm sitting here looking at the 20th and that is still a week and a half away. So right. it, it's just, it, it's, it is shameful what has happened, uh, you know, in, in the, the, you know, we, okay, good job, warp speed. We got these vaccines made in record time. Right and now we understand need to get that uh, Moderna and Pfizer were not part of Warp Speed. Now they're working right. with Warp Speed That's on the distribution, but you yeah. know LAX they they all have hubs for for the distribution for for UPS and FedEx and you know and all that shit. You know, but you know I guess they're just waiting on directions from from the governor or what? Yeah, it, it is. It is here in LA. It is not. So specifically the Los Angeles County area, it, it is just a slow moving process that for the largely the, the, the hospitals have gotten their doses and whatnot. We also have this article hit the papers the other day that just made my, my stomach turn sour that we have a number of frontline workers who are passing on the virus shockingly. Yeah, I can't even begin to imagine how a healthcare professional could say, nope, I'll pass. I, yeah, I, I so don't that's where they have... need to make it a mandatory effort. It needs to be mandatory, yeah. period. I mean, you know, that healthcare or... networks, you know, children's hospitals and United Health mm -hmm. and all these guys, mm -hmm. it, it needs to be fucking mandatory. I agree. I agree. I don't think there's going to be a way around it. And before you say we don't do that in America, yes, we do. And yes, we have the smallpox yep. vaccine was mandatory yep. when it first rolled out again, 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 the Supreme Court has ruled when it is in the name of the public health, you do not get a choice in the matter. So, right. again, you know, been, you know, okay, Pfizer was approved, Moderna's approved, fucking mandatory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Line up, roll up your sleeve. Let's go. You know, and I've, I've, you know, knowing several people in healthcare, I know many people who have received the vaccine at this point. It's yep. no different than in this particular case, from what I've heard, it is no different than like getting your flu shot. Yeah. You've right. got a little irritation around the injection site. Your arm might be a little sore for a day or so, but you're good. You know, yep. uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta said that he uses the, can I still throw a ball test? And yes, he could still throw a ball after, you know, after he got the vaccine. So it is, you know, the, the side effects have been minimal at best. Right. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta go, we gotta move on this. We gotta get these shots into people's arms. Um, why Newsom in the state of California is not moving faster on getting these vaccines out to the more rural areas and, and whatnot. I, it just, there, there are no, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to defend him just because he's a Democrat or whatever. There, there are no heroes in this story. There, there have been massive failures on the part of governors uh, from both sides of the aisle. Right. There's just plain and simple. And in some states, yeah, I understand that money could be an issue. But in a state like California, where we have a multi-billion-dollar surplus every year. It is ridiculous that, right, like, why doesn't Newsom activate the California National Guard to start moving these right. things out? It's because no, the shit's I, getting I, I don't flown know. in anyway. It's getting flown in to LAX. Yeah. And UPS yep. and FedEx all have major hubs there. Mm -hmm. And okay, these 30 trucks, here's where you're hitting today. On yep. the FedEx side, you're going to hit SoCal. And mm -hmm. on the UPS side, you're going to hit, you know, you're going to start going to Northern California or, you know, whatever yep. the case, yep. Yep. you know, and I also love the idea of opening it up, right? You know, I yeah. know a lot of states like here in Colorado, they've got a phenomenal system where you sign up, you know, to get your, you know, your vaccine and, mm -hmm. you know, if they open it up, Hey, we're going to give priority, you know, I'm going to be 43 here in a few weeks. Okay, mm -hmm. so if I'm signed up to get my injection at 10 a.m. and then someone who is 70 years old signs up and I get bumped, that's okay. I'm all right. I'm all for yep. that, and yep. I'll stay until I get that injection. But yep. you know, right now, you know, now it's anybody over 70. First, it was you know specifically people in retirement homes and with mm -hmm. underlying conditions, and then they're like, well. 
we're doing so good. We're going to open it up to anybody, you know, over 70. And so now anybody over 70 can now sign up to get that, you know, injection, get the uh, inoculation here in Colorado. And they're just going to keep moving down and, yep. you know, giving priority to those, you know, in need first. And I completely understand that. Absolutely. But, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, I can go on the, you know, for yep. here in Colorado Springs, sign up and, hey, if I get bumped because somebody else is, you know, priority, fine. Yep. And, you yep. know, but at least open it up because there's people that want to get the vaccine. You know? That's right. And we also, you know, we have a, a loud cry from, and understandably so, our our workers, our essential workers. Um, you know, we have opened it up to first responders here in LA County, but mm-hmm. I mean the folks that work at the grocery stores, you know, right. the 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 folks that heck, the folks that work at our marijuana dispensaries, you know, the right. people that have face-to-face contact with the public on a daily basis, you know, let's, let's, let's throw them in the mix too. You know, Hey, you know, these, these hours you can sign up for, it doesn't matter what your age is, but if you can show us your pay stub or whatever that you work in the service industry, here you go. Here's your first vaccine. Like, let's go. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Hey, tomorrow, it sounds like we're doing something fun. Yes. Yes. You want, you, want, you want to tell the people, Bobby? Yeah, we've had the gold standard TK Goldsmith on our pod multiple times, and we'll be joining him for the first time on his podcast, I Need a Mulligan, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited for it, and I'm going to even leave you guys with a teaser, but the NCAA has announced that it will be moving forward with March Madness, but the entire 67-game Hoops Bonanza will be played in and around the Indianapolis area, so a bubble-esque situation for March Madness. So we are uh looking forward to discussing that and many other things uh with tk so real quick before we go though can i can i share a little high note bobby absolutely all right so let me see here i need to present a tab see now i'm okay i am doing that okay so uh, kind of like uh, the last one I did. Starts a little sad, but it ends on a high note. So for nearly 40 years, Alex Trebek has come into America's households to help us all get a little bit smarter. Generations of us grew up playing along, even imagining getting our chance to be on that stage. I don't know about you, Bobby, but I uh have very fond memories of watching jeopardy with my mom and seeing who would who would who would answer the the question first (laughs) um unfortunately in spring back in spring of 2019 you all might remember that alex came forward with his diagnosis of pancreatic cancer but like the true professional he is and very similar to chadwick boseman who we also lost this year he continued working and worked right up to the final week before his death This past week, we were privileged to see his final five episodes, and it was interesting to watch these episodes because he did not know that these would be his final five episodes. There is no farewell from him because when he signed off that Friday, he had every expectation that the next Monday he would be back in the studio to record. Sadly, 10 days after that day, he actually finally succumbed to his battle and passed away. But during this week of episodes, he had, like he has so many other times, had some very sage words for his viewers. And I'd like to end with Alex Trebek's, what what will now forever serve as Alex's final goodbye and parting message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You'll recall that about a month ago, I asked all of you to take a moment to give thanks for all of the blessings that you enjoy in your lives. Now, today, a different kind of message. This is the season of giving. I know you want to be generous with your family, your friends, your loved ones. But today, I'd like you to go one step further. I'd like you to open up your hands and open up your heart to those who are still suffering because of COVID-19. People who are suffering, 
through no fault of their own. We're trying to build a gentler, kinder society, and if we all pitch in just a little bit, we're going to get there. Welcome. been listening to unfiltered with bobby and luke politics tech entertainment global headlines real and raw real and raw finally a podcast with real talk and no bullshit we hope you enjoyed the show but if we pissed you off that's okay too find us on facebook and twitter at bobby and luke on instagram at unfiltered with bobby and luke and on LinkedIn at unfiltered-with-bobby-and-luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.